darling, how lovely to see you here. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, friend. I have missed you, which maybe sounds funny because I am here every single Wednesday with a new episode of the You're Welcome podcast. But Instagram is really where you and I chat back and forth, and I was off the gram for... 10 days, maybe two weeks-ish while I went home to visit my family, which was absolutely lovely, wonderful, magical. You can see a little darling photo dump of uh, our adventures over on my Instagram feed. And then I got my little baby nieces cold just as we were leaving. So I was just really exhausted and sleeping a lot when I got home. So I took a little bit longer break than expected. And it was so nice to go over. And by the way, it was really sweet. Those of you that messaged me like, hey, are you okay? I just haven't seen you lately. Or, hey, I wanted to come and pop in because I'm not seeing you in my feed and I want to make sure that Instagram isn't hiding it. So I really appreciate that. It's just very nice to know that you are missed and you are thought of. um, And that means a lot to me. It also means so much to me, by the way, those of you that leave reviews. I just specifically want to shout out Erica and Mary and Andy, all those of you that have left reviews lately. Thank you so much. If you haven't yet and you would take 30 seconds to swipe up and do that, it truly would mean so much to me. I wanted to read a snippet of what Andy shared, which was, I have narrowed down to only my two essential podcasts, and this is one. I think that speaks volumes to how amazing Hillary is. I am currently re-binging all of her episodes for a third time. Andy, I mean, I've said this before. Every one of you guys that says you re-listen to episodes, I'm always like, you are my people because you know how I've been talking about rereading books, listening to a book for the first time on audiobook or reading the physical one, realizing it's so good, I want to get the other one and do it again. I've been in a deep season of re-listening to things that have really blessed my life, and so that just means so much to me. I can't say. Andy said, I'm in my late 30s, married with a kid, a person of color, and I really appreciate the way Hillary approaches a variety of topics, no matter what age you are, what your background is, or what your beliefs are. She's shown up with so much love and compassion in all that she does. I can't wait for her book to come out. Me as well, Andy. I'm such a huge fan and can't wait to see what the next 10 years look like of learning from her wisdom. Thank you so, so much. I just really love whenever you guys share the specifics of who you are. And I try to highlight those often when I read your reviews here because I think it is so beautiful to remember that we are different ages, seasons of life, religious, uh, politics, ethnicity, all of the things. I find, as you know, it's so meaningful to me, the diversity in my audience, but I also hope that it inspires you because every topic that we talk about, when you picture that diversity of women, I believe it really helps you to say, anything I'm going through, it isn't just me. There's so many other women. That's why Hillary is talking about this podcast. That's why this podcast is popular. It's why I see so much diversity in the reviews because these things are universal. And while each of us is a magical special snowflake, of course, I think there also can be great peace in realizing the things we're struggling with, we're all struggling with. The fears, the shame, the guilt, the productivity, the insecurity, the hopes, the dreams, the passions, all the things. And I think what I'm going to share today is one of those. I, as I mentioned, got home from being on holiday with my family, which already was a big celebratory milestone for me because 
I have not always been the greatest at truly taking off of work over the holidays with my family. Now, normally I will I will take off two weeks over the holidays, over Christmas from my business, but there are often times when even though I am technically taking that time off, I still am kind of in the middle of a launch and I'm responding to DMs about things or I'm wanting to keep up with my Instagram posting in the same time. And you know, there's still little things that are going to pop up. And more times than I would like to admit, I've been home for Thanksgiving and in the parking lot of Starbucks in tears with my business manager because the tasks that I had outstanding, like reviewing edits on a new product, are taking so much more time and I'm feeling so incredibly conflicted that my family is at home, but I have this business deadline and I just get so resentful you know, that, that I haven't planned better. So it was a huge deal for me to not only truly take off for a week, but also to have the idea, sounds like a novel concept, of doing it in the summer with my family, just realizing I always associate this with the holidays, but it doesn't have to be just that time. And if that is a busy time of year for me, why not take a slower time of year for me and take that time away from my family? So I was really proud of myself for prioritizing that. You know that I struggle with time scarcity beating myself up, that I'm not far enough ahead, I'm not being productive enough. So taking that week without guilt, without shame, with a lot of ease around it was such a win. But then because I got little Annabelle's cold on the way home, suddenly I was out for more days of work. And it was like, a, you know, that that dangle of the universe that's like, all right, you said you were going to be okay with one week of this. What about two weeks of this? And then I also realized the little thing that can kind of come up is the idea that you, quote unquote, should come back from being on vacation or holiday more rested so that you can come back in ramped up and ready to be productive. I've talked about a book called How to Do Nothing that I read a while back. And one of her tenets in that is, in essence, challenging. Basically, the premise of her book is that doing nothing is a revolutionary act because there is so much in our society that wants us to produce for the sake of moving forward a capitalistic, marketing-centered you know, society. And even this idea rest so that you can be more productive is still putting the weight in and the worthiness in how much you can accomplish. And you're just resting to accomplish more as opposed to, no, you're you're resting because rest is lovely. You're enjoying because joy is wonderful. You're you're not spending time with your family so that you can knock something else out. You're not being present and taking things off your plate so that you can go forth and accomplish more. So I'm I'm pretty good at that mindset. I didn't come back thinking, oh, I will have re- rested. Now I can just crush it. But I was co- planning to come back and have a productive week. And so all of a sudden to now be saying, okay, I'm now taking two weeks off of work, of working on my book, that felt like an extra challenge. And I really had to self-coach myself during those days and say, a few days is not going to change everything. Now, that can be hard because honestly right now, I am on the cusp of a six-month publishing difference without going into all of the details. The timeline I have right now for when I have told the publisher I can have my manuscript done, if it takes a little bit longer than that because of when certain ideal publishing windows fall, 
the book will basically come out six months later. So I am in the real position that a few weeks difference could mean a few months difference. So then I have to work with myself on the reality that six months different in my book coming out though is not going to change everything. Even though there's other things in our personal lives that Jeremy and I kind of have associated over, you know, our home and different personal goals that are kind of tied to that. So it's not even just the business metric of it. Plus, there's all these other things in my business. If it happens on a six-month different timeline, truly that does change a lot of stuff in my business. It's not just about my impatience of I want to get it out there, though I want this book to bless people, so why wouldn't I want them to have it sooner? But there genuinely are a lot of things that can be tied up in, I could easily justify to myself, no, Hillary, it does matter because this and this and this and this, it's going to change this and it's going to delay this and it's going to complicate this and you're going to have to adjust this. I could work myself up into a frenzy that six months changes everything. But I know logically when I'm more grounded, when I'm healthier, when I'm in a more peaceful place, that I'm like, Six months is not going to change everything. But on the other hand, six months can change everything. If you add up six months and six months and six months, if you keep, you know, if it becomes years at which you have put off getting out of debt and now your debt is building or you don't pay your mortgage or your rent for months and months and years and years, it is going to become an issue. These things can compound. If you put off having a baby for five years and you have gone from the age of 35 to 40, that time genuinely kind of made a difference in your fertility. So I think the challenge for us is that we can argue with ourselves because we're smart. Our brains are real good. We can point out to ourselves enough instances that days become weeks, become months, become years, and oh my gosh, I never had a baby oh my gosh, I ended up in jail because I never paid my taxes. Like these, you know, really extreme scenarios. And therefore we can make it a fearful thing because we are focused on the fact that if this issue repeats, it can become deeply problematic. But if we can kind of zoom it in and say, okay, but for right now, is this a character or a circumstance? And you know I love a good alliteration, but those two words really helped me last week to say, as long as I stay awake and aware that my character, meaning what I am doing the majority of the time, is I am someone who is writing my book. I'm someone who's doing good work. I'm someone who's staying on top of my book deadline and my work deadline. My character isn't lazy. The vast majority of the time, Look at everything I've gotten done. I built a business. Look how much progress I've made on my book. You know, look how much personal growth I've accomplished. I show up every single week for my podcast episode. And then being sick is a circumstance. It's an event that's happening right now. And I can make it mean that my character is lazy. I can beat myself up for like, oh, here you take a week off and now you're doing this. Because what I notice in myself is that I'm I'm arguing with myself the way that I would a six-year-old. You know, if a six-year-old's like, I don't feel good, I don't want to go to school. I can imagine as a parent that you're like, you, you might have a kid that you're like, they never say that. I totally take them seriously. 
Or you could have a kid that you're like, she pretends to be sick a lot, and I don't think she really is. I think she just likes being able to stay home from school. So you're trying to judge, are you being honest with me or not? And I am playing that same game with myself. I'm like, are you being honest with me right now, Hillary, or not? Are you really tired from this cold, or do you just not feel like working today? And so I'm like being the devil and the angel at the same time. And because I had my husband here as like a neutral arbiter, like a neutral observer, he was like, babe, you slept 12 hours last night. Like, Obviously, your body needs sleep. You don't normally sleep 12 hours. You slept well while we were home in California. If you're sleeping for 12 hours a night, your body needs to sleep. And if you don't rest then during the day, you're just going to prolong this illness and you're just going to still be tired going into next week. So you're not really going to be any further ahead. I was like, okay, that's good. That's good. Thank you. I appreciate that feedback because that is helpful in the same way that if your child then turned around and vomited, you would be like, oh, we have evidence now. Okay, yep, they're sick. You know, it's like looking for the evidence. The 12 hours of sleep was the evidence. But I was so aware of how I'm right, I'm doing better about not beating myself up, but I'm really right on the cusp of like my whole lifelong fear is maybe I am someone who is lazy, which Maybe when I say that to you, that sounds ridiculous because obviously I've built a successful business and, you know, a myriad of other things. But nonetheless, that just is my story. I think living in such a productivity and hustle culture, it is just seeped in that it never feels like we're doing enough, which is a whole broader conversation to go into. But I think we either go into shaming and questioning our character or we expand the the circumstance to be a a definitive lifestyle. You know, it will always be this way. I will never finish my book. And those absolutes don't serve us. So I can take the circumstance of being sick this week, even if I don't make it about my character, I can easily go to, oh my gosh, see, I'm just never going to get this done. And we can just sort of, it's like we're being our own drama queens, basically, either wrestling with myself back and forth, like, I don't know how much I believe you, blah, 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 blah. And I've got this like inner mean girl. I've got this naggy mom going on in my head, as opposed to just being like, you know what, self, I trust you. And if you're saying that you're tired from this cold, I've got a lot of evidence to show you're a hard worker, so I'm going to believe you. You're a good kid. (laughs) You're an honest person. (laughs) You make wise choices. Rather than this like middle school drama within myself, I've talked about this voice of, you know, kind of the the mean tween girl that I feel like we are to ourselves, or I create my own drama out of, I'm never going to finish this book. It will always be this way. And you're like, Girl, it's literally been like four days that you had a cold. Like maybe just chill (laughs) and be honest about the scope, the fact that this is a circumstance, not your character. The majority of the time, this is not how you show up. And being honest with the scope that uh, this, this is a cold. This is a short circumstance. Maybe for you, it's your kid getting a cold and therefore you didn't get all of the work done this week. You know, maybe it's a circumstance that is bigger. Someone in your family is sick and it is going to be a season of this being reality, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be the next 10 years of your life. And when we do dig ourselves further into a hole, yes, eventually it will be an issue. And I think the reason we 
second guess ourselves is because we've had that be true. You know, I've gotten myself into a hole before where I weighed 20 pounds more, I felt miserable in my body, and it was an issue for years, and it felt like such an issue for years to get out of it. So I don't think I'm crazy. I don't think I'm expecting perfection of myself, but I think I'm like, well, remember when you were 22, you made some bad choices, and you're like, well... Okay, but if a friend said that to you, wouldn't you be like, girl, why are you still beating yourself up for that, though? Like, first of all, it's not the same thing that had to do with your weight. We're not even talking about your weight. So the two may not be correlated. And second of all, that was back when you were 22. You've grown. You've matured. I'm sure there's a lot of other things you did at 22 you're not doing now. So let's let go of it. But again, our minds are so smart that we can be like, but here is a time when this has happened. I, I Here is evidence that I have built up for the fact That if I allow myself this day, this week, this season, I might lose control. And I think instead it's about releasing the control that we had over the over the fallacy that we can completely control and we will never get sick and there will never be a rainy day. There will never be an accident on the way to the airport that makes you miss your flight, whatever. There is a sense of needing to release control. Sometimes I'm going to get a cold and the perfect book map that I've laid out, something is going to come in the way with that. You know, I say this to my entrepreneurs, students all the time in my mastermind that, you know, that might be getting broken up with. That might be having a horrible friend fight or family fight. You know, there might be grief that comes up and you're like, shoot, I am not as productive as I had planned to be at this time. But the balance of acknowledging that there is a release of control and sometimes circumstances are going to happen that we couldn't have prepared for and we wouldn't have chosen without making it mean something about our character or our long-term potential, that this will always be our circumstance. So in my case... I was sick for a handful of days and allowed myself to rest, and then I got back to writing on Monday of this week, as is my normal schedule. I caught up on recording this week's podcast that was slated to, you know, have been recorded on the days I was under the weather, and I did lots of self-coaching in between of how great I'm doing and getting back into work, really making sure that I'm on top of my mindset. And I really, I cleaned the house on Sunday night to make sure that it was organized. I verbalized to my husband, I want to get to bed at this time. I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to have a good morning. I just really did the extra work of setting myself up for success to start the week well on Monday Because those were things that I could control to say, I am proud of myself. I allowed myself to rest and that circumstance happened. And now heading into a new week, I'm going to get back on the horse and it's going to be great. And all day long, I was coaching myself, like leaving myself little notes, journaling as I went, just being like, okay, this is what I worked on for the last 90 minutes. And I felt really great about that. And okay, now I did two hours of writing on the book and here's where I got to. And I'm really proud of myself that. And I think just the importance of doing that self-coaching when when we're right on the fence of I could tip into shame, blame, guilt, failure and go down that negative spiral, but if I can stay right on top of my self-coaching, I can be like, actually, we're going to be fine or even just a little better. So I am very proud of myself and truly, no matter what you have been up to the last few days, I believe that you should be proud of yourself too. 
until next Wednesday.